The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Our friends at Podswag.com have gotten an incredible promotion for you right now. When you purchase any of our glassware, such as pint glasses or LaGreca pub glasses, you'll get 30% off. That's right. 30% off on all of our glassware, which is the lifeblood for all our daddy sodas and LaGreca shit. So take advantage of this deal while you can, because supplies won't last. Once they're gone, they're gone. So the glassware that we have available at podswag.com slash busted open, that's it. So when they're sold, you ain't going to see them again. So make sure you go to podswag.com slash busted open. I am drinking currently out of my busted open bully ray glass. Nice. So I'm drink I'm drinking out of that. So and then and then once the show is over, maybe even before the show is over, I have my Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA and I'll be drinking that out of my uh LaGreca Daddy Soda pub glass. Make sure you get them right now at potswag.com slash busted open and get 30% off. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Robin Lundberg here as we get you set for WrestleMania 39. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, who's going to win? It seemed obvious it should be Cody, but... I make the case that Roman Reigns should get to a thousand days. Plus, what did John Moxley say about the company he works for? AEW? Well, AEW had a big dynamite show as well, but those were the stick of dynamite comments that blew up the wrestling world this week. Plus, we are joined by Big E of the New Day to look forward to WrestleMania and what his wrestling future might look like. There was a little bit of a blip on the radar for AEW this week with, with John Moxley's interview with Renee Paquette um, on her sessions show. Might as well just play that clip. Before I get into the, the broader point, why, why don't I just play that clip? This is what John Moxley had to say. I will say this, and uh, I hate to say, I don't think I've ever said anything even remotely negative about AEW, but I will say this as an observer, it seems like, you know, I spent eight years on the Indies. Been a couple years in WWE developmental, spent like eight years in WWE. I have never seen so much bullshit drama in one place in my entire fucking life. I hate to say that. Well, I don't mean to say anything negative, but let me say the most negative thing I could possibly say about the company I work for. (laughs) (laughs) It is a flaming dumpster fire over here, guys, in in case you didn't know. And I, I, I know that. There are some people who are, are going to say it was taken out of context or you don't like hearing that. And, and I get it, right? I get it. But it's not the first time I've heard that either. I, I actually recently talked to someone who was considering working at, at AEW, somebody in talent that's not a wrestler. And he said, whoo, 
You know, it, it was a little bit of a, a lot going on. Let's put it that way over there. So with WrestleMania on the horizon and Moxley saying that, it was a pretty big dynamite for AEW, right? Like from the, the standpoint of just cooling that down a little bit. So you could see why they brought out some of their heavy hitters and Brian Danielson, namely, making his return. I, I think that's the, the big moment, the, the showdown with Kenny Omega, him saying, you know, you're everything that's wrong with wrestling to Kenny Omega. And wh- when it comes to, to Brian Danielson, in many ways, I think he represents what AEW is. I know he came from WWE. Uh, duh. I know he, he became famous in WWE. But um, the essence, the aura of what Brian Danielson is, is from AEW's DNA. Meaning, it's, it's the kind of fans who are going to listen to a show like this, right? I mean, you hope everyone listens to a show like this. You want the, the casual wrestling fans. You want grandmas. My, my grandmother, you know, I remember one of my earliest instances of getting into wrestling my grandma's from Mississippi, or was from Mississippi, and I was down in Mississippi, and she had all the NWA toys. So you, you want everybody, of course, under that tent. And you are not much to do in Mississippi, by the way. So my brother and I would go to a video store that my aunt worked at and rent all the Coliseum home videotapes. I don't know if anybody's old enough. To, well, I have plenty of you guys, I'm sure, are old enough to remember that specifically. Uh, but the, the Coliseum videotapes, and we'd just sit on a bed in the back room and watch them all. Like, I remember watching... 91 Survivor Series. Who's this guy? The Undertaker, <laughs> you know, making his debut with the, the million-dollar team at that point in time. So you, you want everybody, of course. But AEW speaks to a specific kind of fan. I, I would bet that, you know, that's their mission statement, right, essentially. It's we're the wrestling fan, wrestling fans brand. And that's kind of what Brian Danielson always was, right? I mean, the yes movement. What was the Yes Movement? The Yes Movement was backed by that demographic. I don't think without that demographic, Brian Danielson ever becomes, or Daniel Bryan at the time, ever becomes what he became. I don't believe he was just going to get pushed like that, right? We, we, nobody believes that. Batista sure as hell don't believe that, right? So that is, in essence... What he represents. It was that those fans that said, no, we like this guy. This guy works his tail off. This guy represents us. Yes, 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 yes. And that is the kind of thing that birthed AEW in and of itself. Whether or not it ever is, you know, on the actual level of WWE or it, it expands beyond that. And, and, and tries other things and pivots, that to me is the reason AEW exists and what they were going for and, and what they were very successful at, I, I especially think, at least you know at the, the launch, in grabbing those people who say, no, I'm not into the, the WWE show, the, the big um, sports entertainment show. I'm into the wrestling of, WW, I mean, of AEW. And that's kind of what... Brian Danielson represents to me. That's kind of his legacy in the business to me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Give me a hell yeah! We are full speed on the road to WrestleMania. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, a SiriusXM podcast. Join me and the Busted Open team every day for the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. It's all leading up to WrestleMania in L.A., where Busted Open will be coming to you live April 1st from the iconic Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood. To find out how you can join, stay tuned to Busted Open or on Twitter at Busted Open Radio. Download Busted Open every afternoon on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. I admire what Cody Rhodes has done. He's won me over completely. Like, I, I never thought in AEW he was, like, this electrifying personality. I, I get his importance. And what he meant to the business in that sense uh, for, for pioneering over there. And when he came back to WWE, I understand why the, that was so significant in, in many ways. Because you hadn't really seen that, right? Like, the, you, you had seen some of the older WWE guys go to AEW. But the AEW, the AEW guy going to WWE was, was a little bit of a different story. And, and then Cody has the, the hell in the cell with Seth Rollins. And, and how could you not? Respect that. I mean, the the torn peck and the way he was was out there and and persevered through that. You earn respect for life for a moment like that. But I wasn't sure how engaging he was as a personality, especially given Sami Zayn at the time, right? Sami Zayn and the bloodline story. The the analogy I had talked about at the top of the show how in many ways Brian Danielson. Um, epitomizes what AEW is. Well, Sami Zayn, not quite the same, but had a little bit of what that Brian Danielson feeling was. You know, there was a little bit of that wrestling fans rallying behind him, saying, we want this guy to be the guy. How good has he been in this bloodline story? How could you screw that up and give it to anybody else? And that was what I think the probably the concern was with Cody Rhodes at the time. And Cody comes out, has some spots with Sami Zayn, some promos with Sami Zayn, which I think were done on purpose. And since then, since he's got into the ring with Roman, I feel like he's he's really held his own and really come into his own as this big-time personality, as somebody that you could legitimately say, this is a main eventer. This is a you know face-of-the-company kind of guy. And he has done it. As a baby face, right? Like a, a straight, there's no gray area there. Straight baby face. I'm doing it for my family. Nobody's done the, gotten the title before. Here I am accomplishing my dreams that, that I've been, been searching for since I was a, a little kid. And even the music to the, to the you know, oh, together that, that everybody does. That moment, which is going to be big at WrestleMania. A lot of pyro. Cody Rhodes is, is predicting. So I understand why he would be the guy. I understand because the guy has always needed to be somebody that you're going to build around going forward, right? That's not a, a Brock Lesnar moment. And I love Brock Lesnar. But it's not a Brock Lesnar thing where you have him end the, the title reign for Roman Reigns and it doesn't do anything for you going forward because Brock is already who he was 
or whoever the case may be, you know, any any sort of already established person. Cody is up next, in a sense. So I, I do get why everyone believes that it should be Cody Rhodes who takes the titles off of, of Roman. But I don't know if I necessarily agree for a couple of reasons. One, the Roman thing is on a different level. People can say what they want. That dude is special. What he's in right now is the kind of thing that gets talked about forever. You know, not like a. It, it, we're not in um, Jay Z. I'm a big Jay Z fan. Once say, I don't play for now. I play forever. This Roman Reigns thing is forever. What we're in the midst of right now is going to be talked about later. Uh, in in past tense. The Bloodline Saga is the best wrestling story I've ever seen kind of talk. Roman Reigns is the GOAT kind of talk. I mean, John Cena put it out there. That was kind of the trial balloon, right? Roman Reigns is the GOAT. And, and I'm not saying, you know, there's no definitive answer for that. But I would have laughed at that concept three years ago of Roman Reigns being the GOAT. You know, it's kind of Reigns is, is sort of akin to Rocky Maivia to me where when he was that Roman Reigns character to start and they were pushing him, fans weren't kind of having it. Same thing with Rocky Maivia was the blue chipper. But as soon as Rocky Maivia became the rock, it was a different story. As soon as Roman Reigns became the tribal chief, it was a different story. And you have two things going on at the same time with Roman. You have his title reign, which if he loses... At WrestleMania won't reach a thousand days, and and I know that's just some number, but it's some number that you can put on trading cards. It's some number that you can you know put on specials, make documentaries about. That goes a lot better than nine hundred and whatever days it is, <laughs> or whatever the number is right now. A thousand is a nice looking number. So there's the title reign, which is the new Undertaker streak. Because I don't think in the modern era we've we've seen anything like this, have we? I don't think I don't think so. I'm trying to think in my head the last long reign, like what we had Brock Lesnar for a while, the Universal Title, but that wasn't as long. That was maybe 400 days at most. Yeah, nothing that's come close to this where it's like, wow, you know, it becomes a thing. That's you know, that's how you know it's it's different because it's become a thing. So. The, the title reign is one, and the bloodline story is two. The, those two things have, have, are, you know, going the same direction at the same time on two different tracks. And they're all because of Roman Reigns. Other people have played a role. Sami Zayn was fantastic in his role. Jey Uso has been fantastic in his role. And I'm not so sure it shouldn't be Jey Uso who ultimately takes the titles off Roman. Think about the full circle moment that that would be at SummerSlam or something like that. And so... You just have to be sure if you're going to end that. You have to be sure. And the other part of it is, has Cody chased it hard enough yet? You know, he came back after the pec injury, wins the Royal Rumble immediately, he's in the main event with Roman Reigns. Doesn't feel like overcoming adversity to me. I, I wonder if it even could be better for him to not, you know, get squashed or anything, obviously, but somehow loses in a way where there's a chip put on his shoulder to, no, all right, I, I thought I was doing it at WrestleMania, but I will die before I don't do it. 
and continue down that path, and all of a sudden he can look stronger after the fact. So I'm not so sure I take the titles off of Roman Reigns. In fact, I don't think I do because here's the other aspect of it. We were talking about John Cena. Roman Reigns is the next guy who's going to be doing movies and all that sort of stuff. So you got to hold on to it as long as you can. <laughs> Going to a little Adam Sandler. You hold on to it as long as you can. Don't let it go. What do you think? Should Roman Reigns keep the titles or should they go to Cody Rhodes? Should it end at WrestleMania? I say no. I say Cody's got to work for it a little bit more. I say, you know, you got to ride that thing till the wheels fall off. It's the new Undertaker streak at the same time as the, the Bloodline saga still going on. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. We bring very bad news, though. MLB, it just was announced, will be shuttered forever, never to return again. April Fools! <laughs> gotcha! Don't worry. Baseball's back, and so are we. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can join us. Download the Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. You just got pumped! One match that... Uh, people have not really seemed to have an affinity for. The wrestling community at large has not really seemed to have an affinity for. And that is Brock Lesnar and Omos. Well, sorry. Come at me, bro. I'm excited about Brock Lesnar and Omos. I think it is a perfect spectacle match for WrestleMania. A perfect spectacle match. For WrestleMania, where I, I don't know how to break this to you people, but Omas is in in and of itself a spectacle. He is just his pure size. You know, my kids they go whoa when they see that guy because he is a large human being. He's a very large human being. Meanwhile, Brock is a showcase. Brock is a legend. Brock is someone. You want to see have that moment. So I do not expect a five-star match. I do not expect a four-star match. I think a three-star match would be amazing. A three-star match between those two guys would be amazing. But what you do expect from something like that is a WrestleMania moment. And is Brock Lesnar hitting Omos with the F5 not a WrestleMania moment? Come on. I mean, that, that's on highlight packages forever. It's on highlight packages forever. So it's a way to bring Brock in. Brock, by the way, has, has you know, done the, 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 the good duty. He's lost to Roman a couple of times now. He hasn't really had that, that go-over moment in a minute. Uh, he's made Omos look really good in the run-up to this, I think. You know, that fearsome figure that he should be I think if you have a, a nice physical match from them that lasts five minutes or so eight minutes maybe and then Brock hits the F5 everyone goes home goes home happy and if you look at the 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 viewership numbers on some of these clips they've justified that you know the YouTube numbers and all that they've justified that when you look at the the highlight package they built around that I think it's justified it and, and this is one of those instances where I believe the hardcore wrestling fans lose a little bit. Of, what's the expression? You know, you, you got to in the forest to see the trees or whatever. You, you know, you're so into it 
that you don't realize if you're a little bit above it, that that's the kind of thing people are going to go about at WrestleMania. The people who aren't following it every week, the people who aren't watching Dynamite, Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, Ring of Honor, the the people who are watching WrestleMania, they're going to go, wow, that was cool when Brock Lesnar hit Omos with the F5. That match was kind of cool. So count me in for that match. What say you? Am I an idiot? Uh, Am I the worst ever? Am I a disgrace to the business for thinking that? 877-344-4893. Andre, I know you disagree. Yeah, you're hyping it up way too much. Like, you're right. A three-star would be amazing because two-star is expected. That's the bathroom break match for me. The bathroom break match. What? I mean, is there really a bathroom break? Are you going to be? Are you there? Are you there yourself? No, but I'll be at a party, and I got to <laughs> okay. hold it in for as long as I can, so I got to time it out right. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can miss that, that F5 moment. Ariel, what do, what do you think? Are, are, you, are you with Andre, or are you with me? I'm sorry, Robin. I'm more with Andre on this one. <laughs> That's all right. I could go for Dolo. That's fine. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'll stand 10 toes down. Uh, I on respect my... that, though. I respect it. Good for you. The most credible point you brought up is that it will be on every highlight package etched in history right next to Hogan slamming Andre. Yeah, and, and when you know, cut up on TikTok and Instagram reels and everywhere out there, like, you know, it's going to amass, amass a lot of views is <laughs> what it's going to do. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm James Hinchcliffe. And I'm Alexander Rossi, and we're the hosts of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. As two friends who have a collective 18 years of experience driving an IndyCar and one season of experience on Dancing with the Stars, we know what it takes to be successful on and off the track or dance floor. That's why each week we will give you a peek behind the front curtain and tell you what life is really like for professional IndyCar drivers and second place finishers on dancing television shows. Download Off Track with Hinch and Rossi on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Biggie has just shown up, um, and we will get to him. Who is uh, he's presenting uh, WrestleMania on behalf of Snickers and WWE 2K23? They're returning as presenting partners. Of course, WrestleMania 39 takes place Saturday, April 1st, Sunday, April 2nd, live from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Grab your Snickers and tune in to WrestleMania. And Biggie, I, I think I could do the most um, synergy ever for those promos because my son right now, he's obsessed with tw- uh, WWE 2K23. He's doing the My GM mode all the time, and, and he'll spend hours and hours. So I'm trying to get him upstairs to eat. He's not going to eat. Maybe I just get him a Snickers, give him the Snickers. He plays WWE 2K23. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, WWE uh, 2K23 is a ton of fun. And obviously, you know, WWE 2K23, Snickers, once again, you did a beautiful job. But I'll reiterate is uh, (laughs) co-promoting WrestleMania, uh, which will be April 1st and April 2nd at SoFi. So uh, that's why we're here. Uh, So thanks to the beautiful people at Snickers. And honestly, when you're watching WrestleMania before, after, during, you know, we feeling a little fatigued, feeling a little off, feeling happy, feeling sad. What better thing to grab? Than a Snickers. I don't know. I don't have a better answer than a Snickers. I don't. No, you've obviously worked really hard to get where you're at in the business. And I wonder from, from your perspective, with an event like WrestleMania, because it is such a, a big event, what does it feel like every year when, it, when it's this close, you know, for someone like yourself who, who have, have been around it and, and been a part of it? 
Yeah, it's exciting. I think the cool thing, too, is not just WrestleMania itself. WrestleMania is, is amazing, obviously, in and of itself, but also just the week up to WrestleMania. You know, I've been here since Sunday, um, but there's so much that goes on. And uh, obviously, you know, L.A., this is a big one. So um, I love the whole week of events. Um, we've been doing a lot of stuff with the tryouts uh, at UCLA. Um, also, you know, with uh, Wally Mania will be tonight, which is always exciting. It's always a ton of fun. I love I feel like that's that's, you know, wrestling is that's probably the coolest wrestling is all year is, is Wally Mania uh, when you have hip hop and, and wrestling collide. Uh, and I think the dope thing, too, is just seeing people from different companies come together and all get together. So uh, that's the thing I love is is not just WrestleMania itself, but the week of events. Um, and it's, honestly, it's a big reunion, too. Uh, so many of my friends who I haven't seen in a while will be in town. So that, that's what I'm excited for. Uh, say what's up to Kaz for me at Wale Mania. Yeah, 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 definitely <laughs> will do. Yeah, Kaz is my guy. Kaz, Emilio, uh, they, they'll help put on uh, Wale Mania. So uh, I'll definitely say what's up. Robin Ludberg talking to Big E here on Busted Open. Now, as, as far as WrestleMania itself, the, the big one, Roman Reigns, is at this phase of, of his career, obviously going against Cody Rhodes, and there, there's a lot of thoughts of Cody being the one to finally end uh, Roman Reigns' title reign. Do you think that is now sort of akin to the Undertaker's streak when it comes to Mystique? Uh, I don't know if we're there yet. The, it's it's huge. It's huge. And maybe maybe I'm biased because we grew up with Taker and there's, there's a different, and the longevity of it, you know, we're talking about this, you know, a, a streak that has withstood, uh, you know, over a decade, uh, or, or that was over a decade before it was broken. Um, a very long streak. Um, yeah, it's, it's a formidable one. Don't get me wrong. And I'm taking nothing away from Roman. Obviously this run he's been on, uh, has been incredible and truly been incredible. And he's a guy who, uh, you talk about someone who has really gotten comfortable in this position and this 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 is the run that i think so many people were, were waiting on uh and he's absolutely smashed it uh and knocked it out the park so uh i love uh, he he's clearly the guy and has been established as the guy and has this historic run and uh the thing that i love is that i think cody is at a point in his career where he feels like the the anointed one you know he feels like the guy who's ready and uh, i also i have a lot of respect for someone who decided hey I, my career is not where i want it to be let me step aside let me go elsewhere let me find a way to reinvent myself and he ended up returning and seeing the way the fans have taken to him seeing uh the way he is with kids uh he has positioned himself to be a guy who is he's ready to be the top guy i, I think he, he's definitely put himself in that position from a promo standpoint from an in-ring standpoint his intensity his professionalism uh cody ha has done an incredible job you know he has all the tools, uh, in my opinion, to, to be the guy uh, to, to take the torch. So is he going to be the guy that does it? I think so. I, I think so. Um, but, you know, who knows? The thing is, who knows uh, what wrench could be thrown in there? You know, we're in L.A. Who, You know, a, a lot of people, you know, the rock rumors were afoot a while ago and they, they kind of cooled off. But who knows uh, if uh, Dwayne makes an appearance? You, you never know. Obviously, there's the bloodline to contend with as well. Uh I think Cody uh, should be the guy, uh, but who knows? Hey, that's a heck of an endorsement. And from somebody who knows, you know, how, how fans react, too, because I, I took my, um, my family to a, a show at, at uh, MSG before last WrestleMania it actually was, and my daughter, by the way, was standing on the chair uh, 
she's six now. I guess she was six at the time, chanting New Day Rock. So j- just oh. just so you know, that that affirmation is, is still out there. What you guys have done has, has lasted a long time. And Kofi once let me hold the belt, too. So uh, I'm a big fan just off of that. How often do you get to hold the belt? Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's cool. Uh, that's obviously it's one of the easiest sells when I was doing media and I and I had the title. Uh, there are people you hey, you could have stopped watching wrestling 20, 30 years ago. You could. But there everyone, everyone wants to have the WWE championship, uh, a chance to, to hold it, to touch it, to look at it uh, in person. It's special. And it's I think it uh, I think the amazing, amazing thing with what we do in our industry in WWE is for so many people, you could be 40, 50, 60 years old, but it connects you to your childhood. And that's I love. We, we all become big kids, especially around the WWE championship. Robert Lundberg talking to Big E here on Busted Open. Now, how about yourself, Big E? Obviously, um, we all saw your, your injury, and, and we were all so thrilled when you had, had posted a positive update that you, you were okay. You, you've had so, some time between now and then. Where do you stand as far as what your future plans look like, where your health is at, uh, where you're at when it comes to possibly even thinking about getting back in the ring? Yeah, so right now, um, still haven't gotten the the one year uh, checkups yet. We're actually going to do that when I get back home uh, after WrestleMania. Um, so early April uh, during that first week, uh, we'll get another set of scans. Um, right now, the issue was, you know, initially the thought was after about three months I should be ready, but because of the nature of my fracture, uh, I broke my C1 in two places. Uh, and it's uh, a Jefferson fracture is the specific term for the kind of fracture I have. And sometimes, uh, unfortunately, with that injury, thankfully, there's no displacement. So we didn't need to have surgery or anything. All the bones were kind of still in place to hopefully heal together properly. Um, so it's healing fibrously, meaning it's it's connected enough that I can walk around and no one's concerned that uh, I'm going to be in any kind of pain or have any issues. Um, but it's just not ossifying yet. It's not turning completely into bone. And to deal with the rigors of bumping and doing what we do on a nightly basis, obviously you want to make sure your C1 is uh, completely ossified, that it's all bone, that it's in the best shape possible. So right now that, that's the plan is to get some more scans uh, at the first week of April and have the doctors review them and then make a decision from there. Um, it's just one of those things. Obviously, your C1 is a very important bone, uh, and I want to make the best decision health-wise um, for myself. And it's one of those things you just don't want to rush. So I, I've been in rehab right now um, for about nine months, working on strength and range of motion, and all that stuff has been great. So that, that's really um, that's where we're at right now is we'll get those scans and, and uh, move on from there. You know, I, I think everybody's always appreciated your positivity and your, your positive outlook uh, about it. Uh, do, do you, have you thought about what your career looks like if it isn't back in the ring and, and what kind of um, evolve, you know, how that could evolve? Yeah, yeah. So initially, uh, I used to uh, I used to be someone who I kind of fantasized about, hey, when when I'm done wrestling, I'll just fade off into the sunset, maybe uh, delete all my social media, grow a beard, move to the deserts in, in uh, New Mexico or something. Uh, that used to be me. But uh, I really I've, been, I've become someone who is just really I love performing. I truly love performing in so many different ways. And uh, regardless uh, if, if I can continue wrestling or not, I still will find a way to perform. Um, and the great thing is I've uh, had the opportunity to do some voice acting that I really love. Um, uh, a show called Laser Wolf, uh, Vince Staples, Quinn Brunson, who's absolutely killing it um, right now. Uh, so I had a ton of fun doing that. Uh, I've done a few, just a few like little acting stuff, little cameo stuff like that. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed my, my time doing that stuff. So 
Uh, I think that's something that I'll continue to do. And, you know, for me, it's not necessarily about like needing to become the next rock or John Cena or big star or any of those things. Uh, I think for me, the fame and fortune is is not that's not the point. It's just really loving to perform. I love making people laugh or smile. Um, so that's something that I'll definitely continue to do. And also, I, I've also been working uh, with the tryouts uh, this week and I've done a few tryouts. Also, have been working with WWE's NIL program. And for me. I was, when I got signed by WWE, I was 23 years old, uh, a failed former college football at Iowa, a failed former college football player at Iowa, and I was trying to figure out what to do next with my life, uh, what career do I want to pick up, uh, just really trying to figure it all out. And so I really connect with so many of these college athletes who are trying to figure out what to do next with their life. Um, And I even think of someone like Bianca, who uh, she didn't grow up watching this and loving this, but she got the opportunity as as a a track athlete and she's absolutely taken to it, killing it. Um, Just incredible. So I love those stories and I love being able to help people who are trying to figure it out realize a a new dream or a new path. Uh, So that's the thing I I love is I think in our company and a lot of other sports, it's either, hey, when when you're done as an athlete, it's a coach or sorry, that's all we got for you. I I think there are other ways. Uh, The great thing about WWE is there are other ways to add value if you can continue to wrestle. So uh, for me, I love being busy and I definitely want to continue to be busy if I can't uh, indeed wrestle again. Uh, I'm sure you'll be busy this WrestleMania weekend. Any surprises, you know, that we could expect? Anything you're hearing you could fill me in on, you know? Well, well I mean, why would I give you the surprises then? That's the beauty of it. And I know, like, I I shout out to to all the people who are breaking news in, in wrestling. There's nothing wrong with that by any means. But sometimes, just sometimes, sometimes it's nice to be surprised. Sometimes it's nice to not know. And honestly, I, I really don't know. I, I really have no surprises. There's nothing I'm holding on to. Uh, you'd be shocked at how, how many times uh, you guys, fans, uh, people in media know things before uh, I do. Uh, that happens all the time. So honestly, I know nothing. And if I did, why would I want to ruin that experience for you? <laughs> all right. That, that, fair enough. Biggie. appreciate you, you joining the show. Have some fun uh, at WrestleMania with your Snickers and with your WWE 2K23. Thank you kindly. I appreciate it. Thanks, Robin. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.